Kia ora whanau and welcome to a, another episode of Get a Job and Get Healthy with Costas Enterprises. I am your host, Alex Costas, and today's uh, podcast, I'm actually going to cover off uh, a little bit more about a red bubble. Um, for those that have been listening, I have started a three different print-on-demand services, uh, the first one being Threadless. Um, the second one was Teespring, uh, where I got a couple of sales that I had organized myself. Um, and the third one was Redbubble. And Redbubble is the one I talked about a little bit in the last episode. Um, but I want to go delve down a bit more deeper and, and really talk about the fact that in some ways Redbubble is really good and easy for the way of... Um, marketing and all that sort of stuff so we're going to talk about that sort of stuff um now i have recently just created a blog post on redbubble um so if you go to my website uh costasenterprises.business.blog um you will actually find what we're going to talk about primarily there but we'll cover a little bit more uh in this actual discussion as well so the first thing is, I will be mentioning the other sites a little bit, okay, so, you know, I will talk a bit more about Threadless and a bit more about Teespring, um, as there are some little differences between all three, uh, which can be quite good. So it's not going to be like the last podcast episode where I talk about all three and why this is good and why this is bad. Um, this will cover primarily Redbubble, but it will touch on some of those extra things um, that I haven't actually spoken about in the other previous podcasts. Uh, and if you are getting into print-on-demand uh, with those three sites, these might be a little bit helpful. Um, so what made me try Redbubble? Well, a lot of YouTube videos... Uh, regarding the print-on-demand services, we were talking about Redbubble, and I'll be honest, until I actually was listening to YouTube, uh, watching YouTube, I didn't even know Redbubble existed. Um, I'd heard about Teespring, and I'd heard originally from Th Threadless. Now, I once bought a t-shirt from Threadless, and we're talking years ago, um, at least six six years ago five years ago at least um this was before they were doing a print-on-demand service so it was very much like a i signed up to their newsletter and you know i kept going on their site every so often and seeing some really really cool designs not realizing that um they had become a print-on-demand service and i'll be honest before i started looking at it i didn't even know what a print-on-demand service was then one day I got an email from Threadless and it said, start up your own store, your own print-on-demand store. Now, at that time, I was actually starting to watch a lot more videos on passive income. Um, I've previously talked about Sweatcoin uh, for a way of creating, you know, making and earning a $1,000 in your native currency, which if you go back to one of my previous episodes, you can hear about that. And... They talked about print-on-demand, and I sort of thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll look a bit more deeper into it. And when I saw that Threadless had given me this email, and they were like, look, you can do your own one, and I was like, oh, wow, that's what a really cool idea. And that's what started me off on this journey of 
going, wait, I don't have to put any money down. All I have to do is do some designs and then I can upload them and I can sell them and I get money from it. Um, that started me off the whole process. So during that time, I created designs and I created all my designs on Canva. Now, um, I haven't really delved too much into what Canva is. Now, Canva is a website that you can use uh, and they actually have free designs that you can use. They have primarily, it is uh, very text-based. Um, there's thousands of different text fonts that you can use. And of course, people do make money off print-on-demands uh, products with just text. For example... Um, you know, you could have a t-shirt which has no dot, and then just no. And then that would sell for whatever reason. You just put it in a different font and so forth. Um, and Canva allows you to do this. Now, Canva does have a free version where you can get some of the designs for free and you can use them. Um, I personally do pay for the Pro. Now, the reason I pay for the Pro um, is you get a wider selection of um, designs and lettering and the other cool thing is that you automatically have an option to uh, turn your design into a transparent image. Now, if you are uploading anything to either Threadless or Teespring or Redbubble or Merch by Amazon, you do need a transparent design. Once you've created this transparent design, you download it, that is Canva basically giving you the, their permission to use the design you've created um, uh, in any print-on-demand. So you're, you're effectively getting a license for that image or those words that you use based on you creating it. So a very, very cool thing to, to use. And I do use Canva. Now, I don't use it as much as I should be considering how much I pay. I pay about $20 a month. Um... But I do, I do use it from time to time uh, just to upload new designs when I get a bit of inspiration. And for someone like me who doesn't do a lot of... Um, I, I've never been a, a real artist. Uh, it's nice to have utilities there that I can use and play around with. And then, hey, I can create my own design from that. So strongly suggest people to look into Canva if you are wanting to start up a print-on-demand service. There are other ones as well that are available. People have people use uh, Placeit um, and you can also do a print-on-demand service with Placeit as well uh, as a design part as well. And I will cover Placeit in another uh, podcast as well. So... I started creating these these designs and uploading them to Threadless, and then I watched more and more YouTube videos and people were talking about Teespring, and so I started doing a Teespring, and then I came across Redbubble, and as I've talked about previously with my other podcast, uh, the biggest part and difference between those three services is the advertising. So each one has its own way of advertising your merchandise. Now, Threadless, I'll be honest, it does use a little bit of a tagging system, which is very similar to Redbubble. Um, 
I will get more into the tags in a minute, but primarily, Threadless doesn't really do any advertising for you. You are required to do everything yourself. They don't have a pool, they're not going to really, unless someone types in your keyword, they're not actually going to actively go out and go, hey, check out this artist and so forth. And I've previously talked about Teespring um, and their trust score. So their trust score, if you don't know, is Teespring's will give you a trust score based on either one to up to 25 sales. Now, once you have generated one of these sales and you've earned a positive trust score, what will happen then is Teespring will then automatically add you to their marketing campaign, meaning uh, if people are scrolling through Facebook and they've searched based on your keyword, there is a keyword optimization where you do upload a design. Once they've done the keyword optimization, it will then get offered to people in there uh, while they're searching and so forth. So the problem with the trust score is you don't know when you've got it. Um, now I made three. Uh, I've made three sales, and I'll be honest; those were sales that you know I got my friends, my family, and myself to do, but through different email accounts from my current Teespring account. Um, and those three sales I can now see have generated me a trust score. And the reason I can find out is because I'm now starting to get traffic to my site on Teespring. Um, now I have previously held a couple of Facebook ads, um, and those Facebook ads were around my Teespring site. And it has generated traffic to that particular site has not generated any organic sales as yet okay um, and i will get on to the facebook ads probably in the next episode i'll probably write a blog post uh, about merchandise and advertising and stuff as well um, within the next sort of couple of weeks um, and then you've got redbubble now redbubble as i talked about before the advertising is done with tags so if you tag your your design correctly and you can have up to 50 tags uh, on each design <coughs> then you will find that people will start to naturally start to see your your designs based on what it is that you're tagging so if you say for example a couple of my designs are to do with succulents well um, if people start searching for succulents or cactus or anything like that that I put a, a tag on or plants or nature, then those designs will start to pop up. Now, that does not mean that they're going to be at the top of the page. Um, it doesn't mean that they're going to be on page one. Like, it's very unlikely it's going to be on page one unless you start selling some designs of that particular design. But the difference between Teespring and Threadless and Redbubble when it comes to things like tags and advertising is after 15 minutes, your design is viewable based on your tags. So it means you can effectively start earning more money, uh, more, sorry, generating more sales quicker than you can with Teespring. With Teespring, until you get your trust score, you have to start um, promoting your site yourself you have to start advertising yourself and get 
up to 25 organic sales yourself before they will add you to their marketing campaign. Whereas Redbubble is completely different. Redbubble is just dependent on the the uh, tags that you use. Now, when it comes to tags, I am not talking about spam tags. Okay, so spam tags are things like, say for example, you are uploading designs and you want them to be on T-shirts or masks. You do not put a tag saying T-shirt, mask, masks, T-shirts and so forth. Any products in there that have nothing to do with your actual design can be removed by Redbubble because they basically you don't they don't want you to be over spamming their clients and their clients are the people that you are trying to sell to which makes perfect sense um, when you think of it logically. So be careful with your with your tags. Now there is a Redbubble um, tag generator which I have not yet used I only heard about it today uh, by watching one of the YouTubers that I watch and I will actually look into it a bit more uh, deeper and see if that will help me generate more uh, more sales so I've already talked about like why tags are good because if you tag your design you're, you're going to start getting people um, like for example I when I first jumped onto Red Bull I actually looked up at Dragon Ball Z and I saw there was a lot of designs to do with Dragon Ball Z now of course you have to be very careful with that sort of things because there is copyright laws and all that sort of stuff which you do have to be mindful of now a lot of people will breach this and they will take these designs down so do be mindful of that um, but I noticed that as soon as I started putting Dragon Ball Z and some designs came up and I clicked on one or two designs while I was going through Facebook I started seeing Redbubble ads and the first things I saw were Dragon Ball Z designs so it will if you click onto one of the um, images uh, or alternatively you search you will start to get those tags popping up and those tags will start to generate more and more uh, popular designs for you to find. So it's kind of like when you're searching and say for example you tag like on you like you tag people in Facebook, you're effectively letting the other person and their friends see that photo. It's the same principle with this. Um, if you type in a tag and you tag that particular item, one person clicks on that, they will see things surrounding that that may um, be relevant to the tag that you've created. Um, but the, the the coolest thing about tags is that, that, that quickness that you get. So the 15 minutes after publishing your design, your design will be in the tagged area. So they're effectively showing that you can go towards that. So... The other thing that's really, really good about Red Bull, Redbubble uh, is how many products they actually have on offer. Now, don't get me wrong, all three have quite a large amount of products, and some have different products compared to the other. For example, um, in, my, in, in my blog post that I'm just talking about, I say Threadless ends up dead last. Now that is because Threadless 
while it does have some really really cool and interesting things um, a lot of their products are actually uh you gotta remember they started as a t-shirt business first so they have a huge selection of t-shirts massive selection of things like hoodies and apparel so if you wanted to start up your own business as an apparel company you could but they do have some things that the others don't for example believe it or not skateboards you can have a you can have a, a, a your design on a skateboard either just the board itself or one with the wheels um they all have things like duvet covers and shower curtains and, you know, um, all these sorts of things. But Teespring will have a couple of different things as well. They have like, uh, all of them now have masks as due to COVID. So they've all jumped on the, the cloth mask, um, non-medical grade, but still, you know, it's going to help you better than nothing. Um... And they've all got things like leggings and, you know, some of them have iPhone cases, notebook cases, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and you'll find a lot more of those with the Teespring and Redbubble. So with Teespring, you've got, you know, they've got some of the things that Redbubble do have. Um, and I'll be honest, over the last sort of week, they've started adding a lot more of these things that Redbubble actually already have. So there's just a whole lot more variety on Redbubble that is available to you. Now, because Teespring are introducing some of these things, like for example, uh, Teespring are introducing the ability to have uh, duffel bags and um, and they've always had backpacks, but uh, duffel bags is sort of one of the new ones that they're promoting. However, because it hasn't yet been added to the gallery, they want to test it out. You will actually get charged 10 US dollars um, to sort of unlock that design. And even then, there's no guarantee that your design will be, you may have to create new dimensions for your design um, and then upload those so that you can fit the actual, uh, fit the actual product. Uh, by default, most of my designs are 5,000 pixels by 5,000 pixels. The reason for that is that's that's sort of the standard that Threadless and Teespring do use. Now, uh, the other big one that we don't really talk about is Merch by Amazon or Merchandise by Amazon. Now, they have a different uh, upload requirement. I think it's 4,500 uh, by 5,000. 200 or something like that I'm, I'm not exactly sure um, I don't actually currently have anything with merch by Amazon um, I may or may not look into that in the future uh, but at this stage I'm sort of looking at Redbubble and Teespring and Threadless and the smaller sites all of which are still free of course now they've all got clocks uh, they've all got mugs and hoodies and all sorts of things but uh, one of the cool things that Redbubble does has is they've actually got things like clocks they've got acrylic coasters they've got laptop stickers um laptop sleeves the the amount of stuff that redbubble has over the other th the other two is quite considerable um and reasonably easy to set up um one of the uh cool advantages with redbubble is though is if you upload your design to redbubble um, 
you will get a preview of all of the products very quickly uh, so you can see what your design will look like on a product now pro tip for Redbubble users uh, if you are starting up a Redbubble check every product and be very careful so um, usually the rule of thumb is keep your design on sort of five products and only five products with Redbubble it's a little bit different you kind of want all designs to be there because the natural show of the actual shop that you have will not list every single thing um, with the one design straight away at the top like Teespring does that's the one problem with Teespring is if you sort of upload sort of five or six different things all of the things that you uh, the storefront that you have will show your latest design and it will show every product you've added uh, unless you specifically go in and change each and every single product um, uh, to be favorited otherwise it's going to take forever to get done so that's a bit of a bummer uh, but with Redbubble you're kind of encouraged to keep all of those products and one thing I suggest as a as a sort of a Redbubble tip is if you are going to look at all of those designs don't just quickly upload them and go cool they're all fine click save go into each single product and make sure that the sizing is correct um, I'll talk about sizing a little bit later because that is one of the cons of Redbubble when you are looking at the, the, uh, the shaping and stuff but not every product uh, has your design perfect uh, whereas Teespring does manage to do that a lot better uh, for 99% of the products as opposed to um, Redbubble um, now a quick Teespring upload tip when you are uploading something onto Teespring uh, it is at this point when you set the uh, product price okay um, once it's set you can't change it okay the only way you can change it is take it down and re-upload it so when you upload each item while depending on your zoom of your actual web browser that you're uploading it to you won't actually see the price until you scroll a little bit so make sure you do scroll down um, and one thing I sort of semi talked about is by default uh, Teespring will set the pricing uh, for you and they'll show you like quite a considerable profit it might be about $11 for some items or sort of $7 for a mask for example or up to $10 extra or $11 extra for a t-shirt um, please remember that Teespring uh, do overprice their product okay the reason they do that is they want you to get the most profit possible however if you were trying to get your trust score up uh, which as I said you need to get up to 25 organic sales first then what you'll find is if you just leave the pricing for what it is you'll be pricing your products too high meaning no one's actually going to want to buy your t-shirt if it's a $40 t-shirt 
and the design isn't fantastic. Now, if your designs are fantastic, then by all means, keep the price semi-high, but what I would suggest is in the first instance, be okay with having some of those prices at a lower price point till you make those sales. Once you get that 25 sales, uh, then go, okay, cool. Or once you can see from the analytics page that you're getting daily views or weekly views and you haven't used any advertising, then uh, you can actually justify uh, putting your prices up because you'll know you have a trust score and you'll know that you'll start earning um, income once you start making sales. But do remember that if you're too greedy, you will lose out on everything. Now, the next uh, function we're going to talk about is the ease of setting the profit, okay? So this is what everyone wants to know. How much can I make? What do I do? How do I make a sale? All that sort of thing. So we're going to get into that. Uh, I'm going to cover off each and every single group. So first off, Redbubble. Now, setting your price point for Redbubble is not about setting an actual amount per item, uh, but more it's a percent. Uh, the other cool thing about Redbubble, which is different from the others, is when you do set your percent, you can actually click Apply All, and it will try to give you the same profit margin across all of your products, um, and even then, it, you can also click it to apply for all your current products as well. So your current products will end up being, uh, as opposed to any new product that only gives you the, the profit margin, it means that your old items that you've already set will now be changed to that particular profit margin. Now, by default, I think it's set at something like 13 or 15 percent, uh, which is substantial. Uh, I have actually dropped mine down to 7% at the moment. Um, I did have it at 10%, but I thought it still prices my products a bit too high for my liking at the moment until I start generating sales. Once I start generating sales, then you know what? I might up the profit margin by 1% or 2%. So I, I currently have set mine as a 17%, 7, sorry, 7%, not 17 now, when you first try to find the profit margins on Redbubble, it's on the left-hand side dashboard. Um, you'll see it as profit margin. I spent a good five minutes, ten minutes trying to find it until I looked properly with my eyes to the left and saw that it was already on the dashboard. So when you first look at it, they don't make it the, the, the easiest thing to set your price. Otherwise, the prices are already set by uh, Redbubble. Now you can do the same thing as Threadless and set your price on each individual item uh, whether you want to or you can set a percentage on each individual item as you click on each individual uh, item through the preview of each design. Or you can just do a blanket, right, this is what I want 7%, 10%, 15%, whatever you want, uh, completely up to you. The main thing to remember is if your design is any good, it doesn't matter that your prior, you, your profit margin is a bit lower because if you sell enough units, then you know, you'll know you still be earning money. Now, Teespring. By default, Teespring, as I said, will set your profit quite high. Um, so what I try to do is I will go into each individual item that I'm trying to sell and I will drop the Teespring uh, price 
profit so that I'm only getting a profit of usually between three to seven dollars depending on the item um, and that's that's US dollars as well um, or euro because they also pay in euro now the main reason I do that is you don't sell anything um, if you don't sell anything you don't get added to the marketing so there's no point having a massive you know I think one of the examples is pillows. A simple, a simple throw pillow. Uh, they will give you a, depending on the first size pillow, they will try to give you a sort of eleven dollar profit. It's like you don't need to be making an eleven dollar profit on a smaller, uh, smaller cushion. Five dollars is plenty. Uh, if you pick the uh, fanny pack that they've got, um, or the uh, uh, the bum bag, as we call them over here in New Zealand, uh, your bum bag is there's a profit of something crazy, like close to f- you know twenty dollars profit, and I'm like, that's way too high to be charging fifty dollars for a bean bag um, when you know you're making you know it says you'll make $20 if you make one of those sales but who's going to pay that much for a bean bag um, that's not like a supreme or a champion or any of those sorts of uh, high market ones until you're done um, so yeah I, I'm one of these people that I'll put the profit down a little bit and make things sell that way now threadless Threadless is interesting. It says that you can change the item uh, payment, but I haven't actually noticed how to. What you do change is you can tick uh, to let them set their pricing. Now, if they set their pricing, if they have any sales or they have anything like that, any profit that you're supposed to make uh, will come out of your sale. So by default, you're only due to get $1 to $2 sale out of um, any item that Threadless sells on your behalf, uh, which is a bit of a bummer because you'd think that they would try to, you know, put the price up a bit, um, or at least let you set a profit margin. That's why, for me, Redbubble, I think, is the best of this place. I can set a simple profit margin, set it, walk away, which is the whole point of this passive income print-on-demand, isn't it? It's not to be adjusting it every time, it's to set it, walk away. Now, how do you get paid? Well, PayPal, okay? PayPal is your friend. Um, There are some other sites, some sites do offer other methods of being paid, but primarily they will pay you through PayPal. Now, Redbubble is a little bit different. Um, You actually have to meet the minimum requirement of uh, 20 US dollars in order to uh, be paid any profit. Uh, you will still be paid that twenty dollars, uh, but they won't do an initiated payment until you've made the twenty US dollars. Now, PayPal tip: make sure that your PayPal is set up in the correct name. Uh, the issue I am having at the moment is my PayPal name is not set up as the same as what my bank account name is. Now, granted, when I set up my PayPal, I set up my PayPal as my name, Alex Costas not as my birth name, which is Alexander Costas. And you would think, okay, it's still Alex, it's Alexander, it's not that hard. Well, 
PayPal do not make it easy. Let's put it that way. Uh, PayPal, I am currently uh, reviewing my my current documents to prove that I am legally Alexander uh, and not Alex, uh, given that I set up my original account as Alex. Now, you could say, why didn't you just create a new PayPal account under your new name, under your full name? And yes, I probably should have done that. So I would suggest that if you are trying to link a bank account, make sure that your bank account is actually set up correctly uh, with the uh, with the same details that you can do with PayPal so that you can actually take out your money that you earn through your passive income. Now, number, uh, the other thing, it's free to set up. Now, all three of these print-on-demand services are free for you to use okay they're free for you to create um, they're free for you to set up and I'll be honest they don't take that long to set up you don't need to have a, a, a huge amount of uh, designs uploaded first when you start doing it you can start doing it by uploading one design a day um, I actually held on to creating my original threadless one for about a week or week and a half thinking oh, I need to create designs first and then I just I was literally listening to um, Tony Robbins uh, and he was saying just do it just do it and then I started watching Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk on YouTube and he was saying as well like create content just do it just do it and I thought, you know what? I need to. I need to start doing it. I'm not going to leave it any longer because otherwise, I would have. I'd created this artist shop and Threadless, and I did nothing about it. It was just sitting there um, for about a week, a week and a half. And then I thought, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm so glad I did because that's what started me on this whole process. Right. So that. So those are the some of the major pros with print on demand as well as. Uh, Redbubble in its first instance. So, let's talk about the cons. Um, now, I'm going to be honest, there's not as many cons as there are pros. So, Redbubble is actually really, really good. Uh, but, it does have some uh, some cons. Um, the first one, um, and for me, this is the biggest one uh, with Redbubble, and it's the issue that Redbubble has when you upload a design. You basically don't have as much freedom as you do with Teespring. And you might say, hey, what, what do you mean by freedom? Let me be clear. The upload process for all three print-on-demands is pretty easy. Um, but out of all three, I, I would like a mix of Redbubble and Teespring. So I love Redbubble for the fact that your design is uploaded fast and you can start seeing it on products very quickly. Uh, however, I would like the advantage of Teespring being able to use the uh, move, resize, or the flip of the design. Now, Redbubble uses a sliding scale for its zoom, which is still easy to use, um, but it can be a bit a bit finicky, uh, especially when you're trying to make sure that you don't cut out your whole design. So, as I said at the start with my first Redbubble Pro tip, you will find that when you've uploaded a design, um, sometimes Redbubble automatically will zoom in on the image, even though it can't recognize the image, and it will try to sort of overlay it over something. And sometimes it will look good, 
uh, sometimes it won't look so good and you'll actually be missing half of your design. So, in order for you to, you, you can still move it around as if you would. You would click uh, and, you know, drag it up and all that sort of things um, that you would with most uh, editing software. But unfortunately, unlike, uh, say for example, Microsoft Word, when you click on an image and you get the all the squares on the side, Teespring has a version of that. Now, Teespring's version is not fantastic. It still can be a bit finicky, but for the most part, it's a lot easier to use that um, than it is to use the sliding scale because the sliding scale is not a simple uh, type in your percentage of what, what size you want the image to, to be. Uh, it is literally a sliding scale. And if you move too far it adjusts too quickly, it's very finicky, um, so yeah, if they both used something similar to what Microsoft does when you try to adjust a picture, it would be fantastic, it would make the sites so much better, and I know it's not a huge con, but it is nice to have the mask so it's easier to use things. Now the other issue with upload process with Redbubble is a pop-up window will appear when you try to edit the actual uh, image. Now you'd think, okay, pop-up window, that's not so bad, but this is a pop-up within the site, not as a separate pop-up window. Um, and that you might, you still might think, oh, that's okay, but the problem is when you do click that pop-up window, sometimes if you're clicking a design that is sort of lower, you can't actually see the preview while you're trying to adjust the sliding scale because the pop-up itself is very elongated uh, and quite long, uh, so lengthwise, so that when you try to actually view what your image will look, you actually have to scroll up uh, and hope like that you have actually moved the slider across enough that it's actually going to uh, size your design properly on the product. Uh, and it can get a bit finicky, unfortunately. Um, now number two, audience. So, audience, I didn't really cover this um, before, but another pro of uh, Redbubble is its audience size. With over sort of 40 million uh, views a week, that's pretty huge. Now the reason why I've put it in cons, um, it's sort of like a pro and a con. Uh, because one, yay, the audience size, you've got a lot of people there to look at your design. And the con is you've got a lot of people there to look at your design, meaning you've got a lot more competition because uh, a lot of other people are using Redbubble to try and do the same thing that you're doing, which is uploading designs and selling designs. So um, it's also very, very big on copyright and trademark infringements. Um, so they're not as hard out as they are as merch by Amazon, uh, but they still are pretty big. So make sure that you do have the right to use the image that you're trying to upload. Um, if you do upload that Dragon Ball Z image, be prepared for it to be taken down, but also be prepared to, um, you know, you don't just Google the image of the Dragon Ball Z Goku that you want uh, and upload it. Like, you actually have to have the right to use that design. Because uh, you could get fined, or worse, you could go to jail for it. Um, or they take away your design and close your shop. 
Now, there are some websites that can help you now that they give you permission to use their design on any design you create for them. So, as I talked about before, Canva is one of these sites. Same as Placeit. Um, so, yeah, in conclusion, I still recommend uploading to all three sites, okay? Um, better to have more across all different pies than not. Okay, scratch that. I wouldn't actually advise people to upload to Threadless, okay? Um, while the upload process itself is is okay, just the simple fact that their audience is so small and it's really, really hard to generate sales for a place where they're having their own sales all the time, so you actually get no profit anyway. Um, out of the two, I do think Redbubble is slightly creeping up a bit bigger and my only reasoning for this is that tags the tags function is actually really really amazing um especially if you do it right now you're probably going what didn't you say something about an organic sale didn't you say you sold something well yeah thanks for remembering um out of all three sites redbubble believe it or not is the only one where i've actually done no advertising for so i haven't done any facebook advertising for redbubble i've only done it for teespring um i've only done it for threadless those were the two sites that i did those are the ones that i put on my instagram and all that sort of things the only sales from uh, the only advertising i've done through redbubble redbubble is telling people about it on my blog and my podcast and putting a link in my uh instagram even then it's not my main link my main link is my website so I've done no actual um, advertising itself for Redbubble, which which is more proof that how good the tags are, because I've actually made two sales on Redbubble. Now, yes, one is a t-shirt, uh, and that was going to someone in Auckland, New Zealand, which made me quite proud. Uh, and then the other design was actually, it's actually going to, it's the same design, believe it or not, um, but it's going to Canada, and it's only a sticker. Now, that may only be 45 cents or 50 cents or whatever the profit is. It's very low, and I don't really care. I think it's really cool that I've got something sold. Now, going into print-on-demand with Redbubble, I knew that the huge audience was America. That's where most of their audience are. So I thought I'd try to play to that. That's why my designs are more focused um, not towards American, like I'm not going, you know, vote Biden or vote Trump or anything like that. But I am trying to sort of market it more to them. And so because of that, um, I created a design, which is semi-Kiwi, but also could be used with uh, with any other country. And what it is, it's a, it's a picture of our lovely... Jacinda Ardern, uh, our beautiful, stunning Prime Minister, who's doing amazing things for us here, and it's basically got some 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 writing at the top, um, and it says, "Can we borrow Jacinda?" And it's in very sort of, you know, lovely colouring sort of things. And so, the "Can we borrow Jacinda?" is is my design that I've done, and. Auntie Cindy, uh, or Auntie Cinder, uh, has been really fantastic. Um, 
And believe it or not, that design is the one that's given me two designs. And yeah, I, I was quite surprised that that was the one that, that sold. And I also have another one, which is just a different president uh, in the red, white, and blue. Um, because I figure that for all of those living in America, you probably do need, you know, a bit better leadership. And, you know, someone like Jacinda might be really great for you, just saying. Um, and if you wanted to see the design, please go along to my website. Uh, you will, if you look at the blog post that I'm talking about, which is the latest one, um, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. It's called Passive Income Red Bubble Review. Wait, I got a sale, and then three question marks. So that is the blog post. If you go down to the very bottom, you'll see the photos. Um, one is of my shop, uh, and one is of the Auntie Cindy design. Um, feel free to go across and and then check out my designs. Um, so click on the links to my uh, to my Threadless, my Teespring, and my Red Bubble. Like, have a look at what I'm doing. Have a look at the storefronts of what what's been created. Um, you will start to see different similarities. Like yes, some of the designs are the same on all three, but at the same time they they're viewed a little bit differently. And so, if you are thinking about doing any passive income through either Threadless or Teespring or Redbubble, have a look at my sites. Go look, see what you see what you feel. Do you like the way that they set it up? Would you prefer another one? It's all there. Um, I'm not going to ask you to buy anything or anything like that. Like, you know, if you if you see something you like, you you will. Um, but what I do suggest you do is, if you've got any comments, please leave a comment. Um, go to my website, leave a comment, or alternatively, flick me an email uh, on doncostas at gmail.com. That's d o n c o s t a s at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from my audience. Uh, I really appreciate listening to everyone. Now, I know that um, I'm very happy that apparently this podcast has now finally been picked up by Apple. So we're on to episode 19. And so this should be the the first episode uh, officially launched on Apple Podcasts. Uh, But really, really happy to have everyone listening. So... As always, I know this has probably been my longest podcast episode, and so if you're still listening to this, thank you, and I will take a breath shortly, Um, but I really appreciate everyone, and any feedback you've got for me, let me know, Um, I'm just a simple click away. I will put all my links in in the description, so feel free to contact me, have a look at my site, go to my website, check out my keto journey, check out my CV journey, Um, I just recently... Uh, completed a CV for one of our uh, one of the people in New Zealand so quite happy with that Uh, I think it went quite well but yeah happy to hear from anybody so until next week I want to say thank you and good luck and hope to hear from you later have a great day people